Arbycast Economics Wednesday. I've got a couple different scenarios of how I see the new economy playing out. Because right now, things are a little bit in flux. The dollar may be collapsing and we might be in some real trouble. But I've thought of a couple new economic models. One being um, we continuously loot uh, stores owned by large corporations. They cash in their insurance policies, restock and replenish using insurance money, rinse and repeat. Option number two, okay, is that the world as we know it, but we'll talk about the United States specifically, becomes a barren wasteland. And we are all forced to form parties. And you're saying to rage? And I'm saying to survive. Think of a well-crafted party of heroes. Because let's be honest, in the second scenario, a lot of people are going to gracelessly expire before we even get to the parties. And this time I'm using parties um, both on the parties of heroes and on the ragers, because there will be some ragers as well. There will. But you need to start planning ahead. If this is one of the scenarios, you should be prepared for pretty much all of these scenarios. So scenario number two, in order to be a top draft choice, if you need to start lifting weights and develop the skill set of a barbarian, complete ass beater, I say you start that now because every party is going to need a barbarian. Very ruthless, condescending at times. But honest, give plus 10 to honesty if your class is barbarian. We all know how that goes, right? Stats. So maybe that's not your vibe. Maybe you're not one for ripping scrotes and throats. Okay. With your bare hands and your teeth. And I don't blame you. My skill set, if we're going to be honest, I'm an essential worker. If I do say so myself, because I will be, I will be there to keep morale high of my party, uh, because I will be a bard. I will play the lute or a hollowed out tortoise shell with remarkably fine acoustics. Just I'll keep everybody in a good space. That's my, that's my deal. And then I'll also have some kind of war hammer because everybody's got to have something. But you're saying, ah, I'm not really a barbarian type, not really a bard. What else can I do? I say, well, consider picking up a text on the arcane arts. Yes, you can be a mage. You can be a frost mage or a fire mage. And if neither of those suit you, you may be able to have command of other elements. You'd have command of uh, of dirt or or other stuff. Whoa. And then some of you are like, well, I'm a, a believer in the Lord and I would like to be a holy defender. I want to be a paladin. And I say, well, well, bless your heart because we need you. 
And other people are going to say, I want to heal people. I want to. And I say, well, you're going to need the power of the Lord and you're going to be a priest. But that's a pretty well-rounded party. If I do say so myself, you're going to have a barbarian, bard, mage, priest, and paladin. That's uh, And if you're feeling like you really need to take it to a level, if none of these suits you, yeah, you can be a shape-shifting druid. You can turn into a grizzly bear or a ferocious panther at will. Every party needs that. But yeah, that might be, this is scenario number two of economics. And you're going to say, well, where's economics come into play? And I'm going to say the currency in this wasteland scenario is going to be scalps. It's going to be, I don't want this. It's going to be very inappropriate. Everything about this is going to be inappropriate. Life will be fully inappropriate. Nobody wants this. Nobody wants this. Some do because they've been training for years. They say, when can I give an icy frost bolt to some wasteland henchmen? Oh, you may get your shot. You may get your shot. That hitting, uh, you know, a holy nova and a fire blast and a destroyed throat. Yeah, your entire party is just really good communication, really, really good communication, really big in honesty because you got that barbarian plus 10 to honesty uh, and that affects the entire party. But I'm getting off track, okay? And that might, listen, by some crazy chance, that might not happen. We might not need to do these things. We might not. But you got to you gotta uh, hope for sunshine, but pack an umbrella. You know what I mean? And you're saying, what about guns? But I'm saying, what if your gun gets hit with a frosty discharge of arcane whodunitry? Bet you didn't uh, put that in the equation. You must feel pretty stupid right now. But you're saying, what about... A different scenario. What What about scenario three, where we aren't this inhumane pack of feral beings roving a post-apocalyptic wasteland? And I say, I'll get to it. You know what we need, though? It's going to take some big thinkers. Because this is, by no means is this going to be easy. And the dollar might be collapsing right now. And all of the goings on of the world could very well be smoke and mirrors to try to, um, you know, obfuscate the economic reality that our currency is not worth a whole lot anymore because we keep printing a lot of it. But, but let me give you solution number three. And this one involves someone that we all know pretty well, especially after he made the big splash. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, you'll see how this comes into play a little bit later. But he made a big splash in a in a cosmic way. I'm talking about Elon Musk. Elon, SpaceX, send those two bros to the ISS, the International Space Station. He sent them there. And it's like, Elon, nice sloppy seconds, bro. Right? Like nobody probably ever put it in that context. Like, 
hey, Elon, way to get there uh, after I had my way with her. He probably got a call from from some uh, Russian guy and was just like, Elon, hope uh, space station was still intact. You know what I mean? Yeah. Elon probably got disrespected by people and they were like, Elon, you had your way with a, with an absolute hooker. So yeah, Elon going up to the ISS, getting sloppy seconds, more like sloppy fucking 48s. How many missions have been done on that girl, right? The old ISS, she's just been taking it from everybody. Yeah, don't flatter yourself with a title like international. We know what kind of space station you are. Disgusting. But yeah, Elon, I'm bringing this to your attention because people are quietly laughing at you behind your back. They are. They are. So I've got a project for you that's really going to do big things. And it's also going to help the global economy. But uh, we're going to need you to, to handle it in the U.S. Because I won't tolerate anything else, Elon. This is now... Uh, as I speak this into existence, it has what's called a instant copyright. Okay? You understand that. So, Elon, everybody's already been to the ISS. Everybody in town has had a go with the ISS. And you could go farther out into the galaxy, into the universe. But I'm going to encourage you to stay on planet Earth. Okay? And I'm going to need a lot of minds behind this, a lot of brilliant minds. So I'm going to need you to call Vinny and Jimmy uh, from Pedro High. I need you to recruit valedictorians from uh, San Pedro High, the San Pedro Elon Musks. Yes, that school that was named after you. I need you to get the brightest minds there. Those Italian American Android robots that know everything there is to know about math, spaghetti, and breaking kneecaps. And I need you to call them like yesterday. Okay? So here's the deal. Oceans. The oceans. Okay? We need to explore them. We need to harvest raw materials. Materials that are rare. Because supply and demand, Elon. Supply and demand. We find something valuable down there. That everybody wants to get their hands on. Oh boy, would China love to get their hands on some deep sea nonsense. But we can't let that happen now, can we, Elon? So here's what we're going to do. And I know you're going to want to make a company and you're going to want it to have some, I don't know, idiot name. You know, you had your tunneling company called the Boring Company. We'll call this one, we'll call it Scooby-Doo. And it'll be like kind of a play on scuba but also a play on Scooby-Doo, I know that'll light you up. You're going to feel good about that. That'll satiate your need for a, like a nice, a nice joke. Okay. So there, it's already out there in the open. You can have the name Scooby-Doo. So you're obviously going to need to partner with James Cameron because he, after filming the movie Titanic, he really got into oceanic research and he's going to be an asset. He's going to be a big asset. And he also made Avatar. And I think there's probably some stuff in Avatar 
that we could integrate into this project. I don't know what, because I'm not James Cameron. So Elon, you and James Cameron, we're going to need you to build a special kind of subaquatic vessel that can go to the bottom of the ocean and not just dick around. Because that's so James Cameron is to just go to the bottom of the ocean and just fucking pussyfoot around. But Elon, you're going to keep James on task. You're going to say, we need to harvest things from down on uh, the ocean floor. We do. And when we gather these things, boy, are we going to become so economically relevant that we're going to look at China from across the Pacific with a with our heads up high and we're going to say, fuck you guys. Sounds pretty cool, right? We got a lot of Americans um, listening to this, to this podcast, and they're saying, I am for this. Elon, make Scooby-Doo. Make Scooby-Doo. Elon, you have a chance to be the next great oceanic explorer. Jacques Cousteau, James Cameron, Elon Musk. You see that? It's a progression. It's a progression. And a lot of the Darby Cast doctors already know what's on the uh, bottom of the ocean floor. Kyle, we talked about this. Oh, we know what's down there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we fucking know. But Elon doesn't know. To incentivize Elon to go down and and get a couple of key things that will not only cement his name in the history books, because nobody's going to remember like the 48th guy to get it in the ISS. Nobody's going to remember you, Elon. But if you find some real shit down at the bottom of the ocean, and let me tell you what you're going to find. First thing, fountain of youth. Okay. And you're saying underwater fountain of youth. And I'm saying cave networks, dumbass. It's more complex than I'm willing to explain, but I have maps and I'll, I'll uh, let you borrow them. You say, how did you get the maps? And I say, I'm also friends with James Cameron. So when he dicks around, he makes maps. No problems. So yeah, fountain of youth. It's going to be on the bottom of the sea in a, uh, in a very uh, tricky cave network. Some might even call that cave network merciless because it's so unforgiving. But it's down there. It's down there. And Elon, you're, you're a little bit slower, so I'm going to kind of spell this out for you. Here's how it goes. Here's how it goes. With the fountain of youth, we take that water and we, uh, we bottle it and then we give it to a bunch of chicks in the U.S. who are between the ages of like 30 and 38 and we allow them to have another go at their 20s and uh, see if they can get it figured out this time around. You know what I mean? Yeah, we've got too many cat ladies. Like, Elon, you've seen this problem. You think about it often. Don't deny that. What are we going to do about the cat lady problem? That's what no one's talking about, but everybody's thinking about it. Huge economic impact. So if we get these gals and we can set back the clock and say, make better choices, go to church, quit blowing so many dudes. Right? Katrina, 
the economy basically self-corrects right there. Okay. We're fine. We are fine after that. But there's more stuff down there. You think you're only going to find the fountain of youth down at the bottom of the ocean? You think, you, listen, only about 5% of the ocean has been explored. Those water columns, they run deep. Okay. You're saying water columns and I'm saying the sea. You are clearly not an explorer. Not yet. Next set of items uh, up for discovery. Big economic driver. Power spheres. And I bet a bunch of you just slap yourself in the forehead. You're just like, of course, power spheres. Been wondering where those things have been. We need those. We need those in a big way. Yeah. You're saying, how do we utilize the power spheres? We uh, bring them back and, um, and we, uh, we, uh, we put them in the right places. You know what I'm talking about. So that's item number two. The economy is now roaring. It's um, fountain of youth and power spheres. Very unexpected economic revival, but very powerful nonetheless. Then you're saying, what's item three? And I'm saying ancient Egyptian treasure troves all over the ocean. You're saying, but the Egyptians were in Egypt. And I'm saying, what if they weren't? Yeah. Then we get a bunch of gold. We go back to the gold standard. Elon and James Cameron, they take the gold. They take it and they present it to Donnie J. And say, we need to go back to the gold standard. It makes sense. We are good guys. And then Donnie J says, you're not kidding. You are really good guys. You are really good dudes. And we go back to the gold standard. And and uh, <clears throat> fuck Richard Nixon. Like, what a bad guy taking us off the gold standard. What a piece of garbage, right? Totally, totally garbage. And you're thinking to yourself, like, wait, how is it going to be this easy? How is it going to be this easy to just go grab these things? Because now the cat's out of the bag. Now everybody knows about um, the Fountain of Youth, the Power Spheres, and uh, the Egyptian uh, treasure troves. There's going to be a race to go get these things now. And I'm going to tell you why we're going to get to it first and how we're going to get to it first and how Everybody who tries uh, to get in our way is going to tuck their uh, tail between their legs and go the fuck home. Okay. So this vessel that Elon and James Cameron are going to be in, highly functional, but also very classy, totally stocked with various kinds of whiskey, old stuff, uh, stuff that pirates used to drink. They found it and they've got enough of it for a while. That's on the sub. Okay, that's on Scooby-Doo. Are you following this? I need to, I feel like such an idiot for not really fleshing out what Scooby-Doo, the SS Scooby-Doo really looked like. Okay, so there's a chandelier, you know, for reasons unknown, but it's it plays. And there's a big collection of uh, CDs. There's a big collection of CDs, uh, mint condition, mint condition. Because we all know what happens to an MP3 player if you get too deep underwater with it. I think we've all been there. So you've got the CDs 
and just pristine mint condition. So Elon and James Cameron, when they're making their descent into the uh, shadowy, watery abyss, they're going to be blasting the song um, You Oughta Know by Alanis Morissette on the CD Jagged Little Pill. Really good CD. And the dolphins in the area are going to serve as escorts because they're going to feel the vibrations and the sonar. And you're also going to have sharks there because the sharks have their ampullae of Lorenzini and they can pick up the electrical impulses and they're feeling the vibe. So basically, Elon and James Cameron, they've got a surefire way to go down into the depths of the ocean and get shit handled unfettered. Okay. Because if you were interrupted as you were doing these sorts of things, can you imagine having a power sphere in your clutches and then dropping it? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's what we call a big no bueno, right? You go down to the fountain of youth, you're trying to bottle some stuff up and then, um, and then some uh, Chinese nuclear sub gets in your face. Yeah. And that kind of wrecks it, doesn't it? That kind of wrecks it. So yeah, you need the legions of uh, aquatic creatures. And you're saying dolphins can't hold their breath for that long. And I'm saying, I, I don't think you know about the um, secret Soviet experiments that showed dolphins have extra powerful capabilities if they're listening to the right music. Learn your history, pal. So yeah, this is another economic scenario. It's going to be one of the three that I've mentioned, how things go forward. I don't see it going any other way. We can either get the fountain of youth, give these chicks a new lease on life, get the power spheres, and then let them do their thing, uh, and then get the King Tut's whodunit, and then go back to the gold standard. And then that's it. And then Elon, you can be the first there you take the deep seas V card in a lot of ways, you get it. And James Cameron, he helps. He helps. I mean, it is literally that it's, that could be the economic revival. And, and people are saying, okay, I'm for it. And I would say there's no reason to object. There's, there isn't, there isn't. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, if that, by some stretch of the imagination, if that doesn't play out, I say you kind of got to start uh, looking at yourself in the mirror, give yourself a hard look in the mirror, and you say, I need to prepare my uh, skills as a mage, as a paladin, as some kind of um, uh, Shaolin monk, uh, something, because I have to contribute. So it's kind of equal possibilities that, that any of these options could, could happen. So just be prepared for anything and don't worry about the Chinese nuclear subs. Cause honestly, I'm pretty sure nukes aren't real in the first place. Uh, let's just get that cat out of the bag. I'm going to call it right now, but let's say nukes are real. And these, uh, and these Chinese submarine fellas, that's uh, it's more of an official military term. Uh, so if you're not tracking, just try to keep up. But they're going to see this mass of sharks and dolphins, and they're going to pick up on the Alanis Morissette, and they're going to see the chandelier. They're going to see Elon and James Cameron drinking pirate whiskey, antiquated pirate whiskey, and they're going to go home. They're absolutely going to pack up shop. They're going to go home to their wives, and they're going to say, Ping Tao, 
Like, are we the bad guys? Ping Tao, are we the bad guys? Yeah. Yeah. This is going to not only be an economic revival, but it's going to prompt a little bit of introspection on uh, the global bullies that are the Chinese. We know what you're doing, guys. We know what you're doing. Listen, you got a little carried away. But, you know, they say the only thing that can stop the love of power is the power of love. And I don't think there's anything more loving than a swarm of dolphins enjoying Alanis Morissette around a highly advanced submarine. Just a little food for thought, China. Yeah, so that's it. That's economics. I don't know. What do you think's going to happen? What do you think's going to happen? Darby Cast doctors. Scenario one, scenario two, scenario three. Send this to somebody. Text it to somebody who you're like, they don't even understand economics. They're a commie. And, and just send it to them and be like, hey, I'm going to tell you how things are going to go. And that's fine. And that's fine. Somebody's got to start treating these commies in our country like adults at some point or another. So you got to send them Darby cast. I think because you don't want to actually talk to him, right? Little fucking commie kid. You don't want to talk to him and, and like sit down and be like, hey, let me buy you lunch and talk to you about stuff. That sounds terrible. That sounds awful. Listen. I've already got a bunch of Darby casts recorded, so just send it to that idiot or those idiots, depending on how many you know, right? You get it. That's economics for you. Also, Kyle, I said I would, so I'm doing it again. Kyle is looking for subscriptions, donations down at the, uh, the bottom of the episode description. Click the link. All proceeds go directly to Kyle. He is saving up for a surfboard and a wetsuit, and I think he would do really cool things out there. I mean, he's no James Cameron, he's no uh, Elon Musk, if they accepted the challenge that I'm laying out right now, but still pretty cool. Okay? Five stars. Five stars on whatever platform you're listening on. Give it five stars or five um, hearts or five... um, whatever the unit of measurement is, that plays. Like, share, subscribe. You don't want to miss these. How stupid would you feel to miss one of these? Everybody's talking about it, and then you get, you're late to the game. Everybody is at the water cooler, and they're like, hey, you uh, <clears throat> you hear about that uh, ESS Scooby-Doo? And you're like, why? Why did you say? And it's like, Oh boy, get with the times. But yeah, that's it. Prepare yourselves for Wildcard Friday because DJ Bolognese track will be released officially. DJ Bolognese, very catchy, uh, strong rhythm, intense melody, good bass. Politics Thursday, tomorrow, 